Good morning, church. Happy to be with you again. Welcome for our Sunday service sermon. I'm recording this at about 4.20 Sunday morning on a very peaceful, quiet, early morning. I do want to believe that you've had a good week uh, under the circumstance. My family and I are okay. We thank God for his sustenance and we thank him for his grace upon our lives. I am bringing this message to you uh, a day after the curfew and isolation protocols have been extended by His Excellency the President, adding more uncertainty to an already dire situation. But be that as it may, I do want to believe that um, we are all going to come out of this even better. Allow me to read your story. Uh, it's a famous story, but still worth a second hearing for most of us. It's a story about an Eastern monarch who charged his wisest men to invent him a sentence. And that sentence was to be ever in view and which should also be true and appropriate at all times and situations. Now that's a, that's a tall order. Okay? Should always be in view. Should keep looking at it. And it should be true and appropriate at all times and in all situations. So after a lot of deliberations, they presented to him the words, These two shall pass. Church, these two shall pass. And not only this one, but every other situation that presents itself beyond COVID-19. Always remember that one too shall pass. But even in moments and times like this, there are always lessons that we can draw. And I was thinking about it. And one of them, rather morbid, but still a great lesson that we can draw from these times and this season. It's, it's, it's a whole issue, church, of how changeable life is. How fragile, how fickle, how transient. The, the state of flux, the change of changeability that the life you and I live is. Some would even say short. Some would even say short and brutal. I think all this COVID situation has reminded all of us or should remind us of our mortality. Um, never have or has the scripture found in James 4, verse 14, all the way to 15, been more true? And I think the answer to this question raised in John 4, 14, you know, it's so important that we embrace its answer. Because in James, in James 4, 14, the scripture asks the question, for what is your life? 
and goes ahead and answers it by saying, is it not but a vapor, a mist that appears one moment and the next moment it's no more? Just think about it. Just think about it. You know when you pour hot tea or hot water in that cup of water? When you pour something hot, that mist is so brief. It appears so briefly and it dissipates and goes. And I believe the word of the Lord is telling us, look, if you put the life you are living, I am living in these natural bodies, and compare it with life, the life of eternity, then it doesn't matter how many years we live, here on earth, even if God gave you 120 years, it will still be so brief, so short in comparison with eternity. Because every day we numbers are banded around, numbers of infected people, people who are dying. And, and, and I will have you know, church, that this, and I'm sure you know this, these are not just statistics. These are people with names, with relatives, some are parents, could be somebody's child, a friend, people who had expectations, whose lives have been so quickly taken away. Incidentally, I just came from watching uh, a movie. It actually is a two-part series movie by a man called Denzel Washington, one of my favorite um, Hollywood actors and, and the movie is called The Equalizer. Beautiful blockbuster. But I want to say this, that um, death is the greatest equalizer. And that has been reinforced now than ever before. The indiscriminate nature in which this Grim Reaper has extended its tentacles to the places of power, to the houses of the rich and the poor, the educated and the uneducated, just reminds us of the need to invest for eternity. The need to invest for eternity. 
It's a very good scripture found in Daniel 12 verse 3. Matter of fact, I'll give you two scriptures. Daniel 12 verse 3 says, They that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. They that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. You need wisdom. And I'll try to give you two things that I believe will help us, especially now. There's another wonderful scripture, church, found in Psalms chapter 90, verse 12. Psalms 90, verse 12. This man, by the name of David, says, Help me to number my days, and I will apply my heart to wisdom. Help me to number my days, and I will apply my heart to wisdom. So those that be wise will shine. And the man says, look, if I'm able to number my days, realize how brief, how short, how fickle, how changeable, how fragile this life is, I will apply my heart to wisdom. I'm going to do certain things differently because I will be, be, I will be all too aware of the need to invest for eternity. The need to invest for eternity church. This to me is so critical. I want to give you a little story and uh, an interesting story of a man who had made his wealth building homes and made a whole empire and a fortune doing that for 30 years. And so one day he comes to his trusted foreman and tells him, look, I want to quit, I want to retire, but I want us to do one last final house. And um, this one, I don't want you to spare any expense. I want you to build a classic, a masterpiece. It is our last one. It must be the best. So the foreman, obviously, who didn't want to retire, decides that he was going to make some money on the side. And so he built a house which was basically very shoddy, you know, using substandard materials, foundation not good, the wallings not properly put together. Of course, the finishing was pleasant to the eyes. But only him knew that this house could collapse any time. So here comes the, the boss the the master he comes and he says look I, I i i like what i see but now you know i've worked with you for all these many years and i have never given you anything actually this house was supposed to be yours and hands him the keys to the house now as human as that story does sound there are a couple of things that we can be able to learn especially when it comes to building right on building our lives. Number one, 
that we are all building a house called life. That you are either building that house wisely or foolishly. And that you will live in the house you build. I'll even go better and say, you will be forced to live in the house which you build. That the house you build called life will be tested. It is not an issue, church members, of if storms will come. It's an issue of when the storms will come to test it. And I think for some, the storms have come in the name of COVID-19 and quite a few houses, quite a few lives have been found wanting. One of the most important ingredients, one of the most important wisdom pieces in building right, church members, is building a house with integrity. And integrity has uh, been defined as firmness of character. Firmness of character and principle. Building a house with integrity. Building integrity. Let me, let me define for you, if you may, uh, what character is. Because I really want us to, to do this right. And I'll be quick on this one. Uh, first, I will quote a... A gentleman here called Thomas Macaulay, hoping I pronounce it correctly, a British writer and politician of a former time, who said that the measure of a man's character is what he would do if he knew he would not be found out. Can I say that again? The measure of a man's character is what he would do if he knew he would not be found out. I put in my notes here that the best index to a person's character is how he treats people who cannot do him any good and cannot fight back. The best index to a person's character is how he treats people who cannot do him any good. They can't help him, nor can fight back. In other words, people who cannot hurt you or people who cannot help you. In other words, you're not doing this because you want something in return. They can't help you, nor can they hurt you. Character is what you are, what I am, when no one is looking. Character is what you are when no one is looking. The greatest fraud in life is religion without character. And we have seen this a lot. People who will preach and bless you, but you know what you don't want to emulate their lives because they are totally inconsistent with God's expectations. A man without character is recklessly alive. That's how I put it in my notes here. I like a statement that uh, I read about um, 
the former OJ, hoping that's how it's pronounced, CEO Peter Schutz. The, the man said, higher character, train skills. Higher character, train skills. To build right, then we have to develop godly character. Godly character. Godly character. There's a story about um, the days when Germany was divided by a huge wall. Some of you may remember, it came down not too long ago. And the, the, the wall separated East and West Berlin. So the story goes that one day some people in East Berlin, obviously trying to provoke their fellows on the other side, took a truck of garbage, stinking garbage, and dumped it on the West Berlin side. The people of the West Berlin, the people of West Berlin could have easily, you know, and almost naturally done the same thing, but they didn't. Instead, they they took a truckload of canned goods, bread, milk, beans, and other provisions, and neatly stacked it on the East Berlin side. And on top of that stack, they placed a sign. Each gives what he has. Each gives what he has. It's character. Each gives what he has. Let me give you another story. And uh, this is a historical uh, fact. And it's about the Great Wall of China. The, the, the China Wall, which UNESCO in 1987 designated as a World Heritage Site. They say actually that it is one of the very few structures that can be seen from space. That is how long it is. The Chinese put it or constructed it. They, 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 they came up with this extensive construction project and completed it in the hope that they would stop the incursions from the Mongolians who are always, you know, attacking them. But now, strangely, in the first 100 years of its, exist its existence, that is a wall, the, the Chinese were invaded three times. And every time the hordes of the enemy infantry had no need to climb over because each time they entered, they bribed the guards. Put it this way, that the best defense church members is not a fortified wall. Whatever that may mean in your situation. It could be money, it could be education, whatever, whatever, whatever thing you call a fortified wall in your life and in my life. The best defend, defense is not a fortified wall, but a fortified character. Uh, Recently, I think I must have put this in one of our WhatsApp groups. Um, and I was describing one very good friend. And I said that the, there is no 
greater legacy. So rich than honesty. You know, the Englishmen say that that honesty is that, that, that we need that we need honesty as 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 a great asset and and, and, I, and I cannot and I cannot I cannot be able to overemphasize that. So the best defense is not a fortified wall church but a fortified character. Building for the future. I think the point I lost my thought about honesty is that the Englishmen say that honesty is the best policy. Okay? And uh, probably I'll go better and say honesty is the only policy. It's the only policy. Building for eternity. The other thing I want to share with you, which I believe it is very, very important, especially now, is that um, realizing the situations that life and COVID-19 has thrown in our direction, the, the importance of living life on a platform of sharing, a platform of service. I'm a firm believer, church, that there is no fulfillment without sharing. Life, if I can define it, I would say is a privilege, not a right, not a right. It's not a right that we wake up every morning, but life is a privilege that is best lived on the platform of service to God and to man. Okay? And, and it is important that we realize that we have an opportunity while on this other side of heaven carrying these physical bodies that are transient and changeable and fickle that whatever good you can do, whatever good I can do, I must do it now. Because tomorrow is not guaranteed, church members. Can you imagine if you were given, um, just think for a moment, you are given the best car, the best house, eat the best food, but you are not to share with anybody. You, you won't even take it. You won't even want it. Life is about sharing. Life is about communion. Life is about spreading the cheer. Life is about doing good. We were created, Ephesians 2 told us, tells us, Ephesians 2 verse 10, we are created in Christ for good works. Jesus went about doing good. Doing good. And I want to challenge you even as we take the week that is before us. Do something. Always do something that is going to embitter somebody's life. It could be a word of encouragement. It could be an appreciation. Whatever it is, let's 
learn that even in moments like this, that we defeat this terrible evil by bringing out the best of our humanity through sharing. So investing in eternity also requires that we spend our time on this side of heaven, this side of heaven called earth, we spend it sharing, giving, loving, lifting, blessing. I don't want us to lose that aspect about us. It's very easy to try and throw back what we are getting. But we will be working ourselves into a corner and we'll be getting or we'll be posturing and setting ourselves up for defeat. So I challenge you, and today's sermon for me is just simply a heart-to-heart -heart talk. I challenge you, even as we face the future, uncertain as it may be, let's not lose the good and godly part of us that goes out there and lifts somebody, blesses somebody, brings a smile in somebody's face, Let's go out there and share and we shall be fulfilled. Just see. And you know, it's it's not for like we would say, you know, give so that it can be given back to you and well, that is a great principle, church. Let your biggest reward be seeing somebody's, somebody else smile, rejoice, happy, excited because you extended a hand of blessing, a hand of upliftment, a hand of embitterment in their lives. And we can do this. We can do this. And let's do it. Friends, may God bless you. Have a great week. Spread the cheer. Let's defy and contradict COVID by not becoming bitter, desperate, and all those other things that are going to only put us down. Let's bring out the best in us. Thank you. God bless you. Love you. Enjoy your week. Thank you very much.